listening to the Your Wrong Podcast. I'm Swedish. Insert sexual inference where you want. Hello, I'm Gregos. Fuck you, sir. What the fuck happened there? Attack on Titan with foxes? Your Wrong Podcast. Oh, sorry, Chris. I didn't bang a whale. Hello, welcome back to Your Wrong we have somehow miraculously combined the original crew to take on this week's task. Uh, let's go with, Jesus, these names. Awkward close-up Cincinnati. I make maps out of corduroy. Jesus. You really had to be here for the pre-show yeah. to make any sense of that. It barely made sense then. Uh, we have, <laughs> that's fair. We have the ever-clever jab of the butt. That's me. Ooga double Duka Skywalker. <laughs> that was my bus. Like I'm in Jabba the Bus Palace. Not, not comfortable with this. Phrasing. <laughs> 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 uh, and Cobra, uh, as always. Yeah, I guess. I, I uh, think yeah, I'm here. You keep coming back. I, I think I'm here. Yeah. And that infectious enthusiasm. Right. Never, never, so, never stops. To bring the enthusiasm to a new high, we're gonna we're gonna get on the cutting edge of movie releases and talk about Dune, but twenty twenty one. Ah, okay. What? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not the movie I watched. Lich version. What? Yeah. Am I the only one that appreciates Kyle MacLachlan's flowing locks and 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 Sir Patrick Stewart's? Magnificent baritone commanding voice. The fuck? Honestly, uh, yeah. Sir Patrick I, is great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with Chris. I have pages of topless Sting notes. Just just yeah. notes and notes about Sting and his oiled up body. Have I? Uh... I'm sure you can use them. I'm not here to, to trap you into any specific movie that you want to talk about. Have Aren't I you? said that What's I'm not do? comfortable with any of this? Uh, no, we don't care either way. Yeah, well, clearly, yeah. clearly. Yeah, that means we're on the right page. Okay, so let's let's start off with an easy one here. Wait, are we going to do the rating first and what we thought of it? And blah, blah, blah. oh, that's right, we do ratings in the show. Yeah, we should rate it. Um, this you host, know what? Man. Since you since you have the audacity to question me, uh, you go first, Cobra. What's your Rightly what's your so. rating on this movie? Okay, uh, for me, it's a rare. Almost inching down to an uncommon, and and I'll explain why. Is because I Jesus. I was left with, like I liked where it was going, but it didn't get anywhere. The movie, like it, it needed an extra I don't know two hours to get somewhere. So I was like, they spent a lot of time on stuff that felt a little bit like slow, and they rushed some parts that I thought was cool, and they didn't explain stuff. So it was a good movie. Like visuals are amazing, and the acting was great. But I felt like I was going to like I felt like I needed more and, and a little less of some stuff that happened. So it, it's a rare. I'm thinking the next one might save this one, make it may, maybe bring it up to an epic. But as as for now, it's a rare for me. I yield mm. my time. Yes. Well, I'd hate to say this, but I hate when this happens. But I agree with Luciano. <laughs> Hmm. I knew it was but coming. I knew it was coming comes. from the tone of your voice. <laughs> yeah, uh, excuse me. You can hear the sadness. Uh, it's Chris's turn first, though. Uh, oh my I, I god! Don't, 
Why did, did you so rudely interrupt him? <laughs> because there was so much silence. I, you, make one, you make one mistake as a host, and you just get <laughs> yeah. erased. <laughs> like you don't exist. Yeah. Look, look at me. Ex- look at me. Look at me. I am the host now. Uh, I can't see you because this is an, this is an audio podcast, sir, so I'm going to ignore that. Look at me with Spencer, your ears. Spencer, please. Please, Spencer, please continue your nonsense. Elaborate? Okay. Yes, that's that thing. So basically, I, I agree with Luciano. My rating actually is is a worse though. I I'm giving it an uncommon. Be- I'm gonna I'm gonna regurgitate what I've heard so many reviewers and people say, in that it feels like the beginning of a TV series, like like it, it's like a pilot episode almost. Yeah. It it's not. It's like if you have movies split up into multiple movies, that's fine. But it still needs like a like a beginning. Like it needs to be it's able to stand on its own and I don't feel like this movie does it I feel like I'm just like it's like a build up to a cliffhanger almost without a real final act that makes a lot of sense and just generally I was like there's a lot of show don't tell which I I do like that but I was like also like as someone who's never watched any Dune movies books anything I was kind of like okay there's clearly a deep lore here but it's not like I almost have to like look it up afterwards (laughs) to like really understand the, the little bits of everything like it's not show and I do think this would work better as a like a TV series because there's so much depth but having said that like Lucio said awesome visuals awesome acting awesome like so many good parts which is why it, it's, it's uncommon but it's also weak in a lot of other areas I yield you, my time are you stealing Cobras or Luciano's I hate this movie Thunder. Like you rated lower than him for the first time. I did. Ever? Is it the I first think? time? Yeah. Maybe. I don't think so. I'm well, feeling, it feels like the first time. There must have been a good movie today. that I like that he hated. I'm sure there is. Well, <laughs> who knows? I mean, you notoriously love the movie Birth of a Nation for weird reasons. What? Sorry. What? Uh, that's a racist movie. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's a deep cut for those who, uh, <laughs> those cinephiles out there will get it. A little too motherfucking deep. <laughs> Segway to <laughs> what Chris thought of the movie. <laughs> that was some salt on an open wound that I didn't know I had. No, I'm killing um, So having been the only person who watched the 80s version in this group, I would have to say starting off, no, re- re- rewind. I did watch um, the same movie as the rest of you. So... I would agree with all of the points that you that everyone has said, but here's the thing: I didn't know that it was going to be split into a two-parter. I was like, "This is the movie. I'm going to get in, get out, and see what what this uh, this interpretation, what this 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 vision is from uh, Denis Villeneuve." Um, I had a tough time. Well, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'll refer. I'll, let me also just like share my rating. Rare. I, I I would say it's rare. I enjoyed it. There were there weren't enough sort of action uh, scenes like like apart from like looking back on it it's almost like what happened but then <laughs> we had <laughs> I know like, what you mean I know we what you had mean. like yeah yeah but like me from my subconscious haven't seen having seen the eighties version and I'm not steeped in, in in the lore not at all um i enjoyed it i was like okay 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 is this going to be how close is this to the to the book is it going to be come to find out he's um the director is a super fan right and that's great but even when i i finished uh this this part one i was left feeling 
like a lot of you, I was like, well, I didn't know that it was going to end quite like this. I thought there would be more. And so pacing was interesting. And then just a, a, a little funny comparison between this version and the 80s version. Like, this version is giving you a lot more room to breathe. Like, things took place yeah. a lot quicker in some of the most awkward 80s, uh, taking advantage of some of the, the, the worst 80s soap opera tropes you can think of. Like, like people going hitting the sheets much too quick. Um, <laughs> the, I'm thankful that there was no innermost thought whisper like, what is he doing? What is the spice? Is the spice myself? Am I in these pants? Like, we well, didn't get that shit. Well, that's, but I kind of missed that shit. That's David Lynch for you. Yeah. Listen, what yeah. what ha- what happens on Arrakis stays on Arrakis. I guess. Right? Yeah. But um, you know, yeah. You mind, I I have a quick question for Chris, if you don't mind, host. Um, Chris, guess not. You're just doing I it. Guess so. not. <laughs> two part question. One, you said you didn't know it was part. It was like the part one of of multiple movies. I didn't Did know the it was part like... one in the title card give it away? <laughs> I didn't look. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't go looking for that. I was like, "It's time to watch Dune." And I bought no, the ticket. I got the ticket. The and I title saw card. It. No, into the title card on the movie. Yeah, it does I say didn't part see that giant shit. letters. It does say. Part I was one. eating. Okay. I was yeah, nibbling. Okay. <laughs> you go to watch a movie and you want me to read? No, thank you. <laughs> Subtitles. My, uh, I'm here for it, but nah. My my second question overrated. is uh, like, without going into it, what would you rate the '80s one? Because I'm considering watching it. Oh, on our, on our that, scale. That's a fantastic question. I, <laughs> if you watch this movie at one and a, one and three quarters or two x speed, it is enjoyable. Okay, so the older movie, I would give it. Oh no, I have to be firm. Okay, so <laughs> given this experience, I would actually give it an epic. Oh Jesus! <laughs> that's oh, too no. funny. Oh no. So so I'm gonna back that. I'm up. kidding. And- it's rare. It's rare. Oh, so I, it's on, like you'd say I equal. Think, yeah. I think you could give it a... So it's one of those things. It's it's a Nick Cage epic. Mm. And, <laughs> and what I mean by a Nick Cage epic is... You watch Nick Cage movies because he's Nick Cage in movies. And it's just hilarious. And there are a couple of movies where Nick Cage is in and are actually well-acted movies. But in general, it's like face-off, right? It's like Nick Cage being Nick Cage for two hours. Mm-hmm. That's what it is like to watch Dune 1984. It's just you're like, oh, Captain Picard's in this, and like Sting's here, um, <laughs> and the uh, McLaughlin's super young, and then there's like uh, awkward mid-shot close-ups, and it's just like too too in your face, and then it's and it's just like, what are they doing? Is this is this when did this become Enter the Dragon? And it's just like, okay, well, I mean, yeah, and like it's a David Lynch fever dream, right? That and. Yeah, but- I'll also say the um, the sandworm special effects and just like the I guess the puppetry, um, actually respectable puppetry. <laughs> it's, that's fair. I I will say there are a lot of character actors that you look at and you're like, oh wow, you're in this movie. Like uh, Jurgen uh, Prochnow is is Leo Atreides, which is hilarious because whenever I see him, he's evil in every other movie I've ever watched him in. What else is like, he in? Just like a picture. Uh, so have you watched the Stallone, Judge Dredd movie? Yes. Oh. So he is the evil, guy, the evil like judge, the main guy who brings back like his his twin. Oh wow! His twin Armando Sante. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's the guy who brings him back. 
Okay. Um, okay. He's like a he's a big sci-fi character actor. If you look up, his, I'll, I can look up at some of the stuff he's been in. But he's just like he's all over these things. I like how you just. Um, I like how you describe this uh, the original as like a David Lynch fever dream because like it, what David Lynch movie isn't a fever dream? It's literally like every fair. movie he's ever made. Fair, hmm. fair. That's fair. I would say you, uh, it's really enjoyable, actually. Surprisingly, yeah, it is worth a watch. Yeah. I think. It, watching it. it is like one of those things you just want to do for like sci-fi fandom and like it's it's a classic 80s sci-fi movie mm-hmm. honestly at this point speed the, it up though speed the, it up the main reason I'm I don't want to watch is because I don't want it's the second part to be spoiled oh I mean I, I, okay if you care about that that's fair then wait till the end if the second part comes out mm-hmm. um I, I don't it, know anything it, it that's will, gonna happen it, it will spoil it I assume you become it, space it, Jesus but other than that I don't know well, you, they, you've already spoiled it for yourself. <laughs> this is exactly what happens. Yeah. Um, just to get back on to our, our sort of formatting, I would classify this movie as as rare. Um, I think I agree with all of your statements on the, the, the story. Um, it felt like, and I've read the book, and I've seen the 84 movie, and what it really feels like is um, they didn't want to make three movies, and so they made two but in order to make to cut it into two movies, there's a lot of filler in the middle. Things that happen in the middle that are important to the story, but not very exciting to see. And so they, instead of just ending the first movie after uh, the Harkonnens destroy the Atreides and and you know Paul and his mom are left out in the desert to die, where they, I thought they were going to end it there. That would have been. They better. continue on for like another forty five minutes, yeah. and they run to the Fremen and all that jazz. And and but if you did. Not going to spoil where the story goes, but if you if you did a, a you know an Empire Strikes Back kind of in the middle, you're really looking at a lot of dialogue and growth and 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 you know character driving stuff. But it's not it's probably not a great movie. Yeah, realistically, I think that it's a bit slow. I think you're right though. That would be a better finale. Is the battle, but that's almost like the first battle of the movie and like before. Before that, it's just like introductions of characters. The whole like yeah. mm-hmm. the whole first half of the movie. So it'd literally be like three quarters of character introduction, not development, like introductions, and then everybody sort of dies in a big battle, and then it ends. It's like I would have liked mean, to that's see part of the problem. The book, I guess. Yeah. Sorry, just cut you off, but that's part of the problem with taking a, a book that is so dense. Yeah. Like Dune. And trying to chop it up into two movies, and we've had we've had a, a, a Luciano and I have had an argument with a friend of ours that he he doesn't disagree that it shouldn't should be a TV show, but he thinks that it's fine if it's a movie. We should have movies like this, and I don't. I understand his point, <laughs> but just because we want good sci-fi movies it doesn't mean we should take a book that has so much content and make it into a movie or two movies. Like yeah. Lord of the Rings, I completely agree. You know got three movies because there are three books but when they cut those movies the movies don't end where the books end right like yeah they are all cut to give you yeah. good endings for the, the the individual movie exactly yeah. and then the books kind of flow where they want yeah this, well that's what if I, we're gonna compare this is much more like what they did with the hobbit than what they did with the lord of the rings trilogy yeah yeah like i a lot of people compare it to lord of the rings and fellowship of the ring with the way fellowship ends with it being like like a cliffhanger yeah. like this but the, like there's such an arc in 
fellowship and the ending exactly. of the breaking up of the fellowship and like Boromir dying and like there's it's such a climax and it works so well whereas this movie yeah. there's no like like connection to a group that then falls so when they fall apart there's like not as much meaning it's almost like like I said it's all introductions this reminds me of like if they t- tried to make Game of Thrones book into one movie instead of like a full season it would be like yeah. So it would be like this is Jamie, this is Tyrant, this is the, you know John Stark, this is Ed Stark, and there's so many. And then by the end of the movie, you're like, oh, Ed Stark died, but like I didn't really get to know him off camera. <laughs> it's like yeah. yeah, it's like it, yeah, it's it's just too like I, I agree, it's too dense because you don't really get time yeah. to know everybody. Yeah, and and I can promise you without going into details, they needed to spend the time to get you introductions with everybody. Um, no, I, yeah. But I mean, half of them, like half of them, die. It's yeah. it's it's important, right? Like it's important to the story they're telling. I don't wanna, I don't wanna Fair. give you anything more more than that. Like this is part of the problem, right? Is it's a book that has we know there's an ending coming, and when you're left like when you make a movie and you are like, well, we don't know if we're making the second part, and like they're making it, but like what two three years from now probably it'll be out. Hmm. Yeah. Oh God. It Probably, sucks yeah. as the consumer because you're stuck waiting for the cliffhanger when the book would never do that to you. Yeah. <laughs> right? The book's just like, here, consume the entire story as you should. So you're judging a, a movie because they chopped it up in a spot they wanted to, but that's not the story at all. And so it makes it disjointed. Yeah. yeah no it's, author. It's different when you have two books and then you make one movie and then you wait three years to get the second one. It's another when you're left with half a book. And now you have to wait. We're going to go back to the theater. And like, what? What happened again? Oh, that's right. Like, that's going to be such a weird thing. Yeah, no author would ever leave their readers hanging for over three years. (laughs) 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 I'm not referencing any particular author. Of course not. But at least that author left you with a finished, like, story up to that point. Not like, he didn't cut the book off halfway through. That's true. From what I know, I haven't read it. Chris from Cincinnati. <laughs> May I? Yeah, if, if it pleases the if it pleases the court, might I offer this 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 nugget of insight? Goddamn Warner Brothers distributed and had their sticky fingers inside this production. Like legendary, you know, they Say no more. produced it. Yeah. But that explains it. That explains yeah. everything, actually. Fuck. Well, that's the end of the podcast, guys. Warner <laughs> Brothers fucked it up again. Yeah, how many podcasts have we had that ends with that? Uh, at least. All right, 10. so let's let's get into some. <laughs> let's uh, let's get into some of our questions here. Um, our first question. Uh, it's going to be an easy one again, even though Cobra tried to trick me. What what actor in the cast w- would you replace? Oh, I thought you were going to say what was our favorite. Hmm. I got one. Yeah. If I may. Uh, yeah. My actor that I would play, replace would be uh, <clears throat> Josh Brolin. What? What? Okay. Wow. Yes. Fuck you. Wait for it. Fuck you. Sorry. No, no, Go, no, no, uh, no, no, uh, no, no, no. Let him talk. You're gonna, I've thought about this. <laughs> what? I've thought about this deeply. Okay? Yeah. I've meditated on this, okay? I would okay. replace Josh Brolin with Matt Berry. Matt Berry? But why? Who's Matt Berry? Yeah. Yeah, who's Matt Berry? Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, what? Matt Berry is exactly. uh, the guy from the IT crowd. 
the boss and? in like the the last season or so, and, and he plays one of the vampires on what we do in the shadows, the TV show. Correct. He's com comedy actor. Yes, comedy, yeah. and he's he's magnificent. I would replace him with I would replace Josh Brolin with Matt Barry, not only because is his voice a blessing to everyone's ears, but okay. I would like to see Matt Barry. I want to see someone push Matt Barry in a completely different direction. This semi-portly, unpredictable general. Bro. I want. I want him to thrust. I want him to thrust. You want him to justly. thrust. <laughs> he's like, he's like, now you're in the mood. That a lot, bro. <laughs> uh, have you brought you up Matt Barry watched, before? You Sorry? have watched the the David Lynch version too much. That's that's yeah. where that's coming from. It's infecting your brain. Yeah, yeah. When, I think, when, I think the spice melange was was overcooked. <laughs> you had too much spice. I was with when you said you would replace Josh, Josh Brolin. I thought for sure you were going to say with dot 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 Patrick Stewart, and I would have been with you. <laughs> I would have been on your page there. Patrick's but, probably got it in him, but, but, but I, like it's the changing of the guard, and I think Matt Barry could could not only fill Sir Patrick Stewart's shoes. But he could also, dude. He could also uh, take it in a different direction. Let me let me just give you a counter of what you're saying, so you know you understand how insane this is. You saying that you would replace Josh Brolin in this with Matt Berry would be the same as if I said I would replace Jason Momoa with Jack Black. So, and no, so is, no, no, no. So you're no. a genius. No, and <laughs> Jack Black, yeah, Duncan Idaho. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> he'd be like, no. um, I'm at I'm at your service. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I just I just want to point out here that um, Chris said Patrick Stewart could play the role that um, Josh Brolin played. Uh, yes, because he did in the 1984 yeah. movie. Mm -hmm. Just so we're all clear, yeah. he literally played it. Again. He do it again. So he like, could definitely do it. He doesn't do age. I didn't expect Chris to replace an actor because he was not because he was bad, but just because he wanted to just redirect the entire flow of the movie <laughs> into a comedy. Mm. Mm. Fair. Mm. Um, and he wanted he wanted so, the main character to be played by John Krasinski, awkwardly looking at the camera. What? <laughs> yeah, this is weird. It's just, it's just uh, awkward. It's just the office style filming for Dune. Get, get, yeah. Get, Get uh, Leto Atreides to be played by Steve Carell. There, done. We're done. Perfect. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up the obvious thing here, and and I understand this changing this casting would probably have ramifications for the rest of the movie. Um, but one of the things that kind of I look at the movie and it struggles with is, um, it it's very white and very black. It's very. Knew, it's kind of. It's kind of racist. I knew it. it because, I knew you were gonna go there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's just. I understand that if if you're trying to be true to to the story and and to real world, obviously a lot of the fremen should be you know black or various darker shades because they live in the desert. Mm, I didn't even notice that. That's true. It's just weird that everybody from the Atreides that is anybody important is white. I mean, okay, Jason Momoa, but like, and the and, doctor. And Oscar the doctor Isaac. was Oscar Asian. Isaac is. Right, yes. The one the evil guy is Asian. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't yeah. And he's a doctor, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah, that does not help. Right? Evil doctor so it's a little... played by an Asian man. 
I can't so it's a little, unsee it. The only way right? it would have been more racist if it was like, no, their mathematician is Asian. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. How much so, did they spend traveling? Yeah. So it's let me let me speak to my accountant. It's like Jewish stereotype. Right. And and so and obviously they did have a, a, a person of color who has um, the the skin pigmentation. Uh, I don't know what that that illness is called. Uh, as um, I want to say, uh, Vitiligo. Yeah, Vitiligo. Yeah. It might be, or he might he might be he might be very light skinned. Was there a Vitiligo yeah, actor? I, I didn't even realize. Man, I, apparently I don't yeah, see the race. general. The, the general, general guy. Yeah, Stephen okay. McKinley Henderson. Yeah, mm-hmm. which general? Um, the guy who could uh, who had sort of like oh, a yeah, yeah, that's uh, right. computer yeah, yeah, in his guy. eyes, and then the lenses would yeah. change while he yeah. was checking he, data. He was that not was cool. a general. He was a he was a mentat, which is the guys who oh. do all the the calculations yeah, so and stuff. That they need the okay. spice to be. I watched him like trippy. again. Going back to me saying you have to like watch stuff to appreciate stuff in this movie. I didn't know like that they're like anti computer because of like this is post technological yeah. problems in the past. So now these they people never are like. It. Now that guy is like a replacement of like computers doing math. Like that's really cool, but there's no, yeah, uh, no explanation. But what's it called? Exposition. There's no exposition. Yeah. of a lot of information in this movie. Yeah, they they're talk about the specific. navigators, and they never clarify why yeah. it's needed, right? So they're yeah. Even in the books, they don't really go into the fact that they're anti-computer so much as the only way to make these calculations and navigate is through people using the spice, right? So. Even the books are like but, I, it maybe covers it, but but they didn't even say that in the movie in depth. Well, yeah, and that's part of the problem, right? Like that's that that is part of the reason. Even though the movie was fairly faithful to the book uh, in terms of the story they told, it's just you can't get all the information, and there's just not enough time, right? It's just because because it's such a thick book. You haven't um, said anyways, who you're so, gonna replace though. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I'm coming back to it. So you could go a couple of ways. Um, I would love to replace uh, Timothy Chalamet. Um, I, I don't think he did a bad job acting. Mm-hmm. He just annoys me in this movie as oh. a character. Okay. Oh, really? Uh-oh. Just does. My wife now yeah, hates you. Just, <clears throat> I don't care if he's almost, hot. He's just think almost all wives hate him now. Yeah. I don't like his his attractiveness has no bearing on his ability to act. I just don't like the way the way he portrays the character he's good looking like the okay. way bieber is good looking where like they're good looking but they could also work a 7-eleven like you could see them working <laughs> yeah. at 7-eleven like they look they have that kind of face like good looking hey, I'm, but trashy. i'm gonna be really interested sorry that's yeah, off topic I'm gonna be really... <laughs> no it's fair because I'm, i don't know if he's gonna be able to pull off the second half of the, of the story that's that's why i would look to re- replace him and ideally i would look to replace him with someone of of color or like if to your point uh luciano you said that um the tra- leo Trades, aka oscar isaacs or oscar isaac is not white yeah, he yeah. is guatemalan um guatemalan oh, so you could easily put someone someone who is guatemalan in in the role of of uh yeah, hispanic just, person just like he is right yeah 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 and then and then also maybe put a few other people just around that are also not all just white people and don't come from the Scottish Highlands. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I may be being picky, but you didn't have to, like, it. the problem is is that it it fills that white savior role probably inadvertently or, or mm. mistakenly. Mm. And 
let's just remember the book was written in like the yeah, 60s. I, so that like, almost mm. is the book, right? It's like this white savior coming yeah. to like this, <clears throat> this like land to teach them like about the ways of, you know. Civilization. Civilization. Yeah, yeah. yeah now that you step back so you and could, look at it. So you could steer away from that and and still tell the story, but maybe not have to, like, I don't give a shit if the character is supposed to be something based on the book, but just have diversity in the cast because it makes sense for 2021, right? So you're saying have Oscar Isaac and Timothy Chalamet replaced by Will Smith and Jaden Smith. That's what no. we all want to see. Can't yes. miss. Print it. That, Af- you after know, you're looking sequel. in the right direction, but Let's you, went, you, you, took, you took the wrong path. <laughs> he's yeah. Got, he's, he's, he's got the red head. He's got the spirit, but he, <laughs> the wrong idea. Let me, let me ask you something, Matt. I know you read the book. Yeah. Is, so yeah. the one thing that, that bothered me a little bit about Tim, Timothy Chalamet playing Paul Atreides was that he's a little like a, kind of like a snotty little scrawny boy how paul atreides is on on the book or um well actually okay. um, i got i got actually jesus Ooh. he's he Chalamet does a decent job i don't it doesn't come across as so snotty it comes across as he's very young and inexperienced and unsure of himself gotcha. and you see Chalamet pull it off most times yeah but sometimes he he ends up coming across a little snotty instead of just naive and and so that's it's a bit of like it's like uh weird um but the turns he makes in in the the movie in terms of like he starts using the voice and getting like kind of like dark that that's what happens in the book so okay. it's, it's mostly accurate. yeah i didn't mind that i felt like it was just like sh- uh, showing almost of his bringing being raised as royalty like they have like that sense of entitlement so yeah. it made sense with the character i thought yeah, I, it, it works totally. Um, let's let's push on to our next question here because um, I think this one is is rife with conversation. Could this have been a Netflix series? Yes. Next. <sighs> yep. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Should this have been a Netflix series? I yes, think it's, next. <laughs> I think it should have been an HBO series. I think that would have fit much better. Netflix would have, I think, dumbed I it down know. too much. I don't know. I think it would have been fine as a Netflix. I would have preferred HBO too, but Netflix would have been fine, I think. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I, I the real the real meat of the question for me is: should this have been a, you know, TV TV series. prestige TV series? And the answer is yes, because I think so. I think then you can spend an an episode digging into, you know, Gurney Halleck's backstory. You could spend an episode Perfect. figuring out what's going on with the Harkonnens and why they're, what their deal is, it, right? It's, you can spend a, an episode Why, why does talking Bar- about Baron the, Harkonnen float like a balloon? Like that stuff. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's absolutely the perfect source material to be adapted yeah. to like the next Game of Thrones. I think it was the perfect timing. I think it was the perfect, like there's like a hole for that right now. And it's like, it's like Game of Thrones where it's like the families have, are, there's so much depth in the material where you can get like really lost in it. But it's not like knocking off Game of Thrones by being another medieval thing. Like it's like a. I think it would. I think if it came out as a TV series, it'd be the biggest show in the world. Like it's like the perfect Sci- sci-fi Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's yeah. like it, yeah, I it think it's, it's filling a niche that like a gap right now that it's like I think people really want that everyone's trying to make, but like there's not really a lot of source material that's that deep and good to t- to make into that. You know, like everyone's trying to make their yeah. their new Game of Thrones with like 
material that's not really works for that. But I think this works perfectly. Yeah, it could have been another series that Matt wouldn't watch. A good one that he just refuses to watch. Like what, you didn't watch? Yeah, you're you didn't watch Game of Thrones? <laughs> I don't have. I'm busy. Oh my god! Can we do a podcast know, right? on Game of Thrones just so we can make Matt yes. watch it? Let's do that. Let's do that. Wow, you are <laughs> one podcast on how many episodes? You're missing out. It's not on that many. You're missing out on five, four to five seasons of excellent television, and then another two seasons of television. <laughs> and then yeah, and one season of of something. Something on its own. Yeah. I'll also say it wouldn't be the first time Dune it would be this the first time that Dune's been adapted into a TV series. Children of Dune. Um, yeah. What is which that? takes place afterwards. Yeah, it takes place after this 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 zone of the story that we're looking at. Uh, I had no idea that like it came back to me uh, just like through googling um, that I'd seen some of it on um, like the Sci-Fi Channel many years ago. It's a 2003 series, yeah. But- and I had no idea that James McAvoy plays the son of um, Paul Atreides oh, in wow. that series. Yeah, I saw like clips yep. of that while I was like looking up stuff about this movie, and I was like, "Is that James McAvoy?" What is this? Yeah, man. 2003? I thought, and like, it's like, that's not even that long ago. I'm like, how did I miss yeah. all of this? Was it terrible? And I had no idea. I didn't watch it, but I, I it didn't really grab me back when it was uh, when it was on the air. But, yeah, it, it could totally, like, they did it then. They could do it now. The the tech, and the, the special effects tech has skyrocketed since then. Um, yeah, I feel, I feel like it could definitely hold up. In addition to... Um, Get providing more, creating more space for the audience to understand the world a little bit better. So I'm not saying that that this version uh, that that Denis Villeneuve has crafted um, is not good at world building. But what I would say is that it, it instead of instead of providing more set pieces to give uh, visibility into the um, the judge of the change, the uh, that that woman who was like mercurial and we didn't know what sort of side she was on until she's like all yeah. right like you're 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 cool paul um but then she gets killed like that wasn't in the original if it was in the source material cool and then like duncan idaho um you know seeing hey, his death um, on screen my boy. Chris, just chris i'm gonna back you up here and yeah, yeah. um yeah that will wo- that woman's character which is Thank dr you. leah kynes was Thank in you. the movie she he she was actually played by he and that was max von Sydow. Mm-hmm. Oh! Was, oh it, my talking, God! Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Are you? No, are you? No, I'm not kidding you. Are you talking about the leader of the Benny Jesuits? No, 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 no. That's no. That's the, Stilgar is the leader of the Fremen. Mm-hmm. The one but the uh, Dr. Leah Kynes was the woman who um, rode with them and talked to them about how the spice the spice gets mined. Yeah, and she set up oh, their oh, still yeah. suits and before she, they left yeah. the the bunker. And on, yeah. on Arrakis, and she's like, "How did you know how to do that?" And he's like, yeah. "It just seemed the right way." She's, she's the, the judge yep. of the change. She's the girl that's yes. like, "Don't worry about me. I know the desert," and then immediately dies. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I yeah. thought that was well. She funny. got the, she got the, stabbed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, by the Sutter car. So it wasn't because of the, the desert. No, I know, but yeah. I thought it was still funny. The she's desert like, didn't stab her. Don't you worry about me. I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, said, she says, "I'm Freeman. I'll be fine. Desert yeah, is my yeah. home. Dead." Yeah, yeah, that was like I thought that was. Pretty and cool. you're so dead. That's yeah. Max von Sydow. Wow. Yeah. In the '84 movie, yeah. And in the '84 movie, he died super quick. Super quick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. They've got a lot of time to mess around. 
He's like, yeah. oh, you, you, you knew how to put on that suit. That's interesting. Four seconds later. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, thanks, I, thanks for teaching me. Don't worry about me. I, I'll be fine. I would actually go. <laughs> I would actually go further than you did, Chris. And I would say that the 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 movie is a little lackluster in world building because it leaves a couple of stuff sort of out, a, 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 mm-hmm. a couple of things out that I think make a difference. Right, and, I, I and they did that because they didn't have any time to do stuff. Hmm. Yeah, so but in they, the series, to, that would have they could have dedicated a good enough time to do that. They found a way to and fit in that weird monster with hands for feet. What was it? Hands for feet? What the fuck was that thing? What that shadow? What are, you are you talking about shadow spider thing that had like? Remember, it was like on screen for like two seconds, and he had like. Oh, hand, the Harkonnens had it. Yeah, the Har- I was like, what the oh, fuck was that's that? Right, yeah. They just don't revisit it at all. I'm like. I was intrigued by that thing, and now I don't know what that was. So there was a lot of that for me in the movie. A lot of yeah. like, who was that? Gone. There, yeah. There's a lot of that. Never yeah. to be seen again. The 84 version did is, is guilty of that as well, and I have, I have questions from that version. And in this one, the, the only thing I was going to say, uh, the last thing I was going to say about it is uh, that a, a TV show, uh, like a, a modern-day TV show on HBO or whatever could do, was shine a little light on the the technology of the spice and then how they're able to space travel and then yeah all they, of that they would have to make a choice pardon i said all of that all like of that. that needed to be in the movie yeah like i was like they, yeah. they just offhandedly mentioned that spice is needed but i don't know why i didn't like i and they didn't explain space travel like this the, the way they space travel like all the cool stuff that i was actually really intrigued yes in, yeah i didn't get if any you don't of. have spice if you don't have a spice you can't make you can't travel like faster than light. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of I got that. But they I never really explained that. But they didn't really explain no, it. Oh, hell no. They didn't explain they, that They don't explain why they need to f- travel faster than light. Like, what are they? where are they going? What are they doing? Yep. You know, like I... Well, they're, they're going to different planet planets, obviously. Uh, I, the I, like, only I guess thing that so. I remember... The only thing that I remember them saying is, oh, to find the fastest route between the stars, the navigators need spice. Done. That's it. Yes, and then like, who are the navigators? Are the nav- exactly. are the navigators humanoid? Or for me, a question was: Are they aliens? Because um, like, I actually I don't know. But in the I really don't know. In the eighties version, I was seeing creatures. And Fever I was like, dream. What don't worry about that. The book so. doesn't specify. Okay, well there you go. See, <laughs> even the, even Frank Herbert doesn't yeah. know. <laughs> well, I, I I will say my impression from the book is they kind of allude to the fact that because those guys are taking spice all the time, Mutated? they diverge from being human-like ah. because they're always just fucked. Which they're guys are these? high all the time. <laughs> yeah. The navigators. Oh, okay. They like, also never mention that like the Navigators Guild is the most powerful organization in known space. Yeah, that sounds right? cool. Yeah. 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 They never say Forget that. Forget about it. Like, you yeah. know how in the wow. movie, like, Avatar, they go to the planet, and then there's, like, a good section of them, like, just, like, him, like, seeing the planet for the first time and, like, learning about it, and it's like, feels really alien, and it's, like, cool. Like, I feel like they went to this planet, and the entire time was spent indoors, except for that one, like, tour they go to see the sandworm eating that base. And, like, I don't... It's, I didn't really see anything of this alien world, really. Well, Arrakis so, is the, one giant, giant dune. Hey, but you know. Oh, you did it! Oh, nice way to work the oh, title of the movie that's into the show. Why it's called Dune, <laughs> Spencer. The thing I'm going to say uh, about it, uh, the comparison between 
uh, a, a movie that's written as a movie and a movie that's taken from a book. I understand what you're doing, but it's such a hard comparison because the book explains so much stuff that can never be in the movie and movie makers never can get the balance right of what you need from the book to give you the context in order to show you the movie because they're trying to jam it into that movie I mean, time I mean, slot. I think yeah. it can be balanced. Lord of the Rings balanced that pretty fucking yeah. good. That's what I was going to say. But, yeah, it's rare. But Lord of the Rings... But the thing with also Lord of the Rings did is they essentially had three movies for three books. And while they cut it differently than how the books end, they gave themselves a decent amount of time. This is trying to take one book and slice it into two movies, but the book is massive. Yeah. Uh, you, and, you... and also, uh, Lord of the Rings, Peter Jackson cut whole swaths of, of plot lines. Like, there's no Tom Bombadil, for example, right? There's Which no singing. Would be, well, thank God for that. What do you, like, what do you mean? Yeah. What so, do you mean? Mary sings. It's, it's fucking beautiful. Yeah. True. Like, that's the art of selection. And, like, I'll exactly. just say real quick it's the art of adaptation. Which, exactly. you know, while di- well, d- the director and, and like their team, while they mean well, there still needs, like, it's, 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 you're missing the spice, the oh. spice of, of, of selection. Hey. You might say it's not, you gotta, it's gotta be carefully curated from, uh, and I, with, that's the act of, of, you know, working from, from a novel, from, from any source material. But then again, you still need to, you still need to be able to take a step back and, and evaluate the choices for the scenes you're making and the narrative you're trying to craft. Yeah, to Matt's point, like not everything that works in one medium works in the other. And the art of the adaptation, as you said, Chris, isn't knowing what is and what should and what shouldn't be in in the other medium. I think. Yeah, like real quick, script doctor. One thing I would have added this movie, small thing first, mm-hmm. is they should have shown them traveling from Earth to Arrakis. Show them using their folding space technology. Show the navigator yeah. doing it, being like putting numbers saying these numbers really fast while the people enter it in just show like and like and then someone will say offhand you know it's like that's amazing that he can do that it's like well it can't be done without the spice you know like something like that you know like just to show a little bit like the world building was really good at building the families but not so much about building like the the technology and like the 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 a like the culture i guess as much as it was just saying, like, this family does this, and this family did that, and this family, you know? De- Dennis Villeneuve wasted a lot of time in his movie building up the relationship between Paul and his dad. Yep. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and in context of the book, there's not that much time spent building up the relationship between Paul and his dad. There's a lot less going on. It's an interesting um, choice, but I, li- I I do like it. Sorry, Karen. Did they seem close? Well, it... <clears throat> It's yeah. it's a choice you can make if you have enough time. In a series, they could have explored that actually even more if they wanted, like throughout the episodes, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I think I um, figured. I'm, I'm going to roll the strain onwards. All right, fine. Because we're at we're almost at uh, forty five minutes of talking, and we have a few more questions to go through. Mm-hmm. We have lots of thoughts on what we're doing here. Obey the segue. Um, random segue into. This movie has to win an award. Which award would it be? We all know. Everybody say it at the same time. Three, two, okay. one. Special effects. Sound. Monster. What? Wait, what? To the scene. <laughs> <laughs> That's not an award. I hate every time yeah. we do this. 
like Matt says, what award would it win? And then Chris ends up making up a, a specific award yeah. that's not a real award. That's like, fine. Yeah, best, it wins the what? award best, for the most sand in a movie. Yeah, like best sand-based <laughs> alien movie with spice that gets you high and is used for space travel award. Why? Why? Why do you? This podcast spends so much time making up random shit, and this one time we have to follow the rules of intergalactic award law yeah, and pick an yeah, award it, that exists. Intergalactic award law is law for a reason, okay? It's a law. You respect it. Respect the law. Chris, yeah, I, I'm, Chris I'm there's going to be a Green Lantern come to your door to mm-hmm. ask you about it wins your award the, choice. Uh, Blue Balls Award. Mm. Okay, medium. so let me it's explain. Blue Balls. Yeah, I didn't even hear what yeah. you said. That's fine. We, we all said something at the same time. I said Hi. most unexpected uh, monster commentating on reacting to a moment in the film. Okay, check it out. When Paul and his mom crash land and they and they you know they have to run to the the, the rock mountain and then the sand monster is coming. Mm-hmm. When or, they when they reach the, the the rock and they're like oh oh my god and the sand monster like reaches up it fucking laughed it was like and I'm thinking. Okay, like it's a creature. It, it must have some sentience. Some sentience. Hey, bro, what movie I'll, did you oh, watch? I'll take this one. I'll take it's this one. There. I'll take this one. I... And listen. No, I'll ta- listen. I'll take this one, guys. Chris, no. how no. high were you when you watched this movie? <laughs> I was so high. <laughs> no, did you? He was, like, he was high spice. from the David Lynch yeah. one. That's what happened. Hold, hold yeah. on. Listen, it was jarring. Like they. Everything that we had seen from sci-fi and action and, and exposition, exposition, like you're going for it, right? But then it was so jarring. The mo- the, the sandworm laughed, and I'm like, "What well, the fuck?" What? It was jarring only for you, cause only you heard it. What? What? Well, you all weren't paying attention, or you probably eating your ham and turkey sandwiches, okay? Says the guy who didn't the, see the title first, card. Yeah, don't that's, worry that's about that's it. More, furthermore, more in the, first of all, more evidence what, that he comparison. One quick comparison. First of all, okay, fine, I had a that. bacon cheeseburger when I watched my movie with fries. I'll allow that. So mm-hmm. there's that. Mm-hmm. And second of all, mm-hmm. um, I want to hear a comparison. Before right. the- and then in the 84 version, <laughs> I'm not saying one is better than the other, but like, again, they get to the rock face. The sand monster is, they, they think they're safe. Sand monster doesn't give a fuck. Sand monster is like throwing itself and trying to break through the different faces of the, uh, like the different, I don't know different facets of the mountain trying to get at them because it's going to try and kill and eat them. So I, that was that was notable for me. So the award for most unexpected reaction of of like a creature award goes to the Dune 2021 sandworm. Can I uh, for for the Can I just jump in? I, I just want to clarify one thing, Spencer. Sorry, I want to clarify one thing. Um the 84 movie uh did not use the sandworms right at all okay. one little bit. Okay, okay. good to know. Um, Spencer I just like to point out evidence that Chris was super high for this movie. Point number one, he didn't, he wasn't able to read the title card, which was plastered across the screen in giant letters because he quote was eating his snacks. So the munchies. I think he had the munchies. Brownies. Um, Brownies. He, wa- he wanted to insert a comedic actor, Matt Barry into the role of Josh Brolin because he thought this movie needed more comedy. <laughs> I don't regret that, bitch. <laughs> and third point, he he heard uh, the sandworm laughing at the end, something that did not happen. And it <laughs> happened. I dare each and every motherfucking one of you to cut that back on, zoom over, fast forward to that shit, and recognize the folly of your statements. And uh, like, I will check. So, Chris, my question it's is very clear that he was high. 
My, my question is, Chris, what drugs were you on and where can I buy them? Be more creative with your points. One, <laughs> two, state your award. So, okay, the, I will, the spice I will, must flow. Uh, okay, I was going to say that my award would be for Chris for the most brain-fucked person to watch this movie after watching the 1984 version. First of all, it's an award for Dune, not Chris. Congratulations, Chris, on your award. <laughs> but we're focused on giving Dune an award. There he is, um, the most high guy in the world. <laughs> the most high guy. Chris is him. Uh, I already said, mine is the big, the Blue Balls Award mm, for not you. finishing the story. Right, I love it. Um, mm -hmm. Wait, I need my award. I'm going to drive... Uh, no, we don't no, need no. award. You already you, said you special said special effects. effects. Yeah, because I follow intergalactic <laughs> award law. So according to that, there's no follow-up required. Special effects. Okay, just making sure it got across. Yeah, there's no follow-up. It's it was a beautiful movie. Good. It was. Then we're in agreement. Great. What drink represents the main villain? Oh. What's that? Wait, is the main villain the Baron or Dave Bautista? It could be Sand. <laughs> Wait, that's not. A, it is chorus, and it does chorus. get everywhere. <laughs> it does get everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> See what you did there. Mm. What? What? Mm. For what's that? For the record, um, yes, you could use Dave Batista, uh, and Dave Batista. Where is his goddamn name? He is uh, Glosso Raban. He's a nephew of Baron Harkonnen. If you'd want to use that, or the Baron, if you'd like to go that way, I'm gonna go with the Baron, and I'm gonna say it's bullet coffee. I like I like where you're headed with that. Yeah, coffee, coffee with butter in it kind of exactly. makes sense. Exactly, and maybe a <laughs> Irish butter coffee. There. Uh, were you gonna say a schmear? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a sh a uh. Schmear. <laughs> We'll, uh, we'll allow it. Butter in, in your little coffee. Uh, Mix like it up with your battery-operated uh, whisker. <laughs> three words what try to come out at the same time. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, to me, that's it. It's Irish butter coffee. See, that's, I'm, that's I'm gonna switch. Yeah. I'm going to go with Glossu Raban. I'm just going to give him straight Red Bull vodka. He just seems like he pounds yeah. like six of those when he gets up every morning. In the morning, yeah. Is that <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well... I'm going with ayahuasca, the drink that you makes you throw up and hallucinate. <laughs> because of reasons. Who's, who's going to drink it? Yeah. Is Chris drinking that? I, I, this I this isn't about does. Chris. These are for the movie. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought it was the drink that represented Chris. Um, no. <laughs> that or like just like you can technically drink oil. So I will say oil. I mean, it's not good for you. Just no, straight arguably, oil. the Baron did. Yeah, exactly. And and not like olive oil, not like heart healthy oil. Like no, no, just no. crude oil. Old motor oil. No, yeah. old motor oil. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like burnt motor oil. That's fair. No, I, I think that's actually fair. Chris, do you have a, an entry into the the drink category? Yes, I would say. I would say, Baron Harkonnen. His drink would be. This is really difficult, because I'm trying to I'm trying to piggyback off like the black goop that he bathed in, and I'm struggling to think of a drink that that sort of represents that. Um, I kind of want to something with like molasses, 
and me, can I just put stuff together? I don't really have a drink Chris, in mind. I'm going to put something together. Create. Chris, take your time. Craft it. Take your time. <laughs> craft, beer, no, craft. molasses. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Beer, molasses, um, bergamot. I don't know. I don't know what bergamot. I don't know what, I don't know what bergamot is. I'm, it's it's like, like orange, orange, orange as, like orange rind, tangerine, like tangerine thing. Can I can I yeah. add to that and just say Guinness beer? Thank you, thank Ooh, you. Nice. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yes. Guinness beer, Guinness, Guinness will take care of like the the molasses. Like you could add like maybe a spoonful Guinness molasses. Um, and I said bergamot. So that, that's Baron. This actually bergamot. sounds delicious. This is going to be my dune watching drink accompaniment. Because like molasses is a bit this, this kind of sweet too. You <laughs> yeah, know? I call it the Harkonnen. <laughs> the Harkonnen. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, I actually that's great. I yeah, don't, actually, it does I'll drink sound it. good. I'll drink one. <laughs> I I think I think the orange with the molasses and Guinness will be an interesting interesting flavor. Yeah. Um, I would I, I do feel like um, much like the way you should drink Guinness this should be room temperature definitely do not make it cold I think a warm mm-hmm. a warm beer would, would make it that, better. It helped them that liquid that he's he's bathing in that sure ain't cold. You know? Oh yeah. Gotta make no, it that's room temperature. That's room temperature you better segue. believe it. Obey the segue. Hashtag obey the segue. Obey. What the segue. Go ahead. Go ahead. Don't you cut me off. You're not obeying the segue, you sons of bitches. We want to support you. Support you. For the record. We're your backup singers. Uh, What was the most rewatchable scene for you guys? Mm. Mm. Not a lot of it. I feel like a lot of it feels like a slog. Mm. (laughs) Like really. I mean, for me, it's 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 honestly, I really enjoyed. Seeing the the Sutterkar's home planet, yeah, that was really cool. It gave me a real big Warhammer boner. Upside down people bleeding into like, yeah, slots in the in the floor. <laughs> I, I honestly think the Sutterkar looks stupid, but I really like the vibe <laughs> coming off their planet. I thought their armor they didn't look scary or like big time soldiers at all. I didn't That's like how their armor entirely. looked so much like Artreides armor, like stormtrooper. Yeah, no, like armor, I feel like their yes. armor looks the, the still same. Suit stuff? No, like, oh, sorry, no, very right. Right. like you know, in his vision where he's like a mar- like the like the one where he's like, oh, I'm gonna like lead all my men into like a holy war, yep. and he's like picturing himself fighting guys doing karate. It mm-hmm. looks like they're just like in like Power Rangers outfits in the same. Thank power- you. They look like they're wearing the same Power Rangers outfits too. Yeah, it's like I feel like the H- the Hadouken Hadoukens. No, I did that again. Yes, <laughs> yes, the, yes. The Hadouken. No, the Haru. Har- <laughs> we said ten opponents. Harkonnen. The Harkonnens. Program him. Program him. I I picture them being like, their armor looking way like bulkier and like black and, you know, like, and in that scene, I don't know if he was even fighting the Hardokens. Why why can't I remember? Uh, Harkonnen. Drink every time Spencer says Hadouken or stumbles on Harkonnen. Oh yeah, the scene where he's, I don't know who he's fighting in that Holy Wool Permonition, but they look like they're wearing the same armor. Mm. It's, it's the Sardaukar. The Sardaukar. So, yeah. So, uh, a spoiler here uh, for the books. Not that I'm not listening. Sixty-five. No, it's fine. You already saw it. The Sardaukar aren't like are not marked. The Sardaukar are wearing Harkonnen armor in the book. So nobody has oh. any idea the Sardaukar even came. That would oh. actually have been a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, because they look they like they not. look like the so, White Power Ranger. <laughs> I'm not sure why he felt the need to show that it was them right up front. Um, but, yeah. 
it was for for those of us listening and here who have played WoW, it looks like the Paladin armor from Burning Crusade, which is not a compliment. Mm, at least it wasn't purple or <laughs> that's blue, true. At least it wasn't that purple. Color was. <laughs> I, I don't follow uh, WoW, but there's like those guys that wear those big shoulder pads. Is that Warhammer? I don't know. Yeah, the guys that, that's all that was shoulders. missing from that armor. Like that's like yeah. I, pic- I picture the Harkonnen with like that kind of like heavy duty, and I, and I like that contrast yeah. to the Atreides guys wearing sleek white ninja kind of. Although I still think it looks like the. I'm one of the two people who watched the new Power Rangers movie, the reboot. <laughs> and wait, wait, which reboot? The uh, the, the one, one with Elizabeth Banks. The one with Elizabeth Banks. The, oh, she's a big one. And Brian. Oh, that Cranston. one. Yeah, I watched it too. The one where Brian yeah, Cranston. Power Rangers movie with Elizabeth Banks? And Brian yes. Cranston. Yes. Yeah, she's Rita Repulsa. Yes. Jesus. Yeah. And, okay. Yes. And uh, yeah, it looks so much like that updated Power Rangers armor it, okay. in this movie. I hear you. And I want to stress that, I think, apparently. Because <laughs> that was a real my, trigger for me. If I had to pick a favorite scene... It would either be that fight at the end between Paul and the the Freeman guy that, that he kills. It's Fremen. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna correct me, I'm gonna correct Freeman. you. Fremen. Fre- Freeman. Yeah. yeah, Fremen. Yeah. Or um, any scene in which Duncan Idaho says, "My boy." <laughs> One of those. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> well, he's not in many scenes. Yeah. But I actually liked him a lot in this movie. Surprisingly, I was like worried because I found he sometimes he's not the best actor. But in this, he was well cast. Yeah. Um, my most watchable, rewatchable scene. Fuck, I'm I'm not joking. I'm like having trouble thinking about every. The idea of watching any scene again is like I'm kind of just like, okay, like sigh. Hmm. What about the the? They show how a slow blade penetrates the shield, mm-hmm. and then it just turns out that every weapon's a slow yeah, blade. Yeah, what the fuck? Like the, <laughs> that arm, the slowly drilling torpedoes or, like, bombs. Don't get me started on that armor. I was like, oh, cool. So, like, guns don't work on it. And then he gets shot with, like, a gun that goes through it. I'm like, okay, why, yeah. why don't everybody have that thing? Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a tiny slow blade that got shot from a gun. Basically, <laughs> yeah, like it was literally a description of bullets. Um, <laughs> no, it's got to be yeah. slow. The bullet's fast. Oh, too but then fast. it hits the shield and it stops <laughs> yeah. and it goes really slow. And it's just like, why do shields exist? Everybody has a weapon to take them out. Yeah, yep. and even when like uh, like they were using, they're like, oh, this, you got to use a slow blade to kill. Like, like it looked like Jason Momoa wasn't going that slow. It just looked like he was doing a lot of like swiping attacks that seemed to go through the armor. That's there were like interesting kind of parries. Like if you if you can if you can kind of sort of like deflecting an arrow. If you can calculate or like instinctually parry it, you can get it off of you. Which he did that during that tunnel scene. Yeah. But yeah. like not everybody is gonna be able to pull that off. No, but he did that where like he was you know speeding up the the attack so that it would f- like deflect off of his shield. But then to Spencer's point. His attacks weren't slow. Yeah, I didn't think they were so that slow at all. How how were they going through the shield? It's weird. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been cool if it was literally like was you inc- had to like go like It was inconvenient really to have the shields be a problem, so... Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but in the books, like, did they just <laughs> who, say that every time... thought, huh? Like, in the books, do they say every time someone gets killed by a sword that they're, like, just, like, swinging in slow motion? No, because the, the book talk The shield is the thing in the book. But the book kind of... 
really lays it out as this is like your royalty. So royalty has the ability to have these shields, but they're in limited supplies. That would have made more sense. The book yeah. doesn't really go into details. Like the, the book, the book doesn't spend a lot of time discussing how the details of how the Harkonnen show up and blow everybody up and kill everybody. It spends its time focusing on how the shield goes down and then how they kill everybody quickly and, and the whole scene with the Duke, um, with Baron Harkonnen. But it doesn't go into details of how things go blow, get blown up. And so that was all out of the mind of uh, Dennis Villeneuve. But to give everything the exact same shield with the exact same solution, it was cool to see the little like torpedoes drill, but then when they had the gun that also had the, the drill yeah. point, I was just like, I'm out of here, like, man. Why doesn't everybody? Cause that, I think the whole point was like, they didn't want to have another sci-fi where everyone has like laser guns or just guns. Yeah. So it was like, oh, sure. so these shields make guns useless. I'm like, well, just stick with that. We don't need to see a, yep. a drilling bullet gun. It, it almost, it almost <laughs> became like the Matrix with uh, bullet time. You have to show like shoehorn it in. Ooh, that shoot is cool. Let's put it on everything. Yeah. It's like so. when they did um, Charlie's Angels, like two years after The Matrix, and yeah. they had bullet time with <laughs> oh, Charlie's boy. Angels, and just like, why yeah. is bullet time here? They, yeah, exactly. they also can dodge bullets. I forgot about that, but you're right. Yes. Uh, good good times. Chris, did you have a scene you uh, yeah. couldn't help but rewatch? Yeah. I think I think for me it the, was the um, laughing sandworm. I thought about that. I considered it, but I've already. I think everyone knows that uh, you know how jarring that was for me. But I, I there's another one, yet another scene involving a worm. No, um, when they're trapped, not trapped, but when Paul and his mom are in that um, that helicopter, whatever you want to call it. Oh yeah, that the, was the cool. Aircraft. The dragonfly, right, and the dragonfly, the, the dragonfly, yeah, and they're they're caught in the uh, trying to escape in the sandstorm, and Paul is already exposed to the spice, and he's um, trying to figure out how to how to fly through it, but then gets a vision of the guy that's gonna confront him, the the, the fremen, um, and then like the lesson, like the future lesson he he learns there to let go, um, that was interesting, but then. I would. I guess the part two of that rewatchable scene was finding out that yeah, he meets him, thinking he's gonna befriend him, and he kills him anyway. So that that is that is a that is a whiplash. I, You're right. I actually yeah. like that though. Yeah. It's like he sees multiple futures, but he actually learns mm-hmm. from those multiple futures, mm-hmm. which is like yeah. kind of a really cool, unique way of of like seeing the future. I, I actually mm-hmm. like that element. I think that's cool. When you said him in the helicopter, actually, I'll say my favorite scene is the scene where him and his mom were like getting taken to get killed by those guys, and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna, oh. we're gonna have fun with these ones or whatever they're saying." Mm-hmm. And then yeah, and like they use the voice. And then they use yeah, the voice. That, that was cool. I was like, "Oh, that's cool." I'll also say like um, really great use of of sign language in terms of like in the yeah. beginning. And then what, just before he goes to get tested, and then again when they're captured and they're trying to figure things out, like that was cool. Um, I think that 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 plays that really plays well into their resistance of like not technology, but like computers, AI. But then in terms of like the Bene Gesserit being semi spy like, she's teach she has that rapport not only with her son, but then um, I think the the physician, the doctor. Also, <laughs> yeah, understood. Evil Asian like doctor, sign language yeah. too. The, the what? The, the, the evil Asian the, doctor. The evil, evil Asian doctor. Asian yeah. Evil doctor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Matt, did you have a favorite scene? 
Yeah, I said the the blood planet. From okay, the cool, cool. Car. <laughs> You're too busy doing drugs. And my man, <laughs> my boy, yeah. my boy. Oh, sorry, my bad. Yeah, Wrong my, yeah, my man. Justice League. Riding over yet? We're so we're so influenced by Warner Brothers, whether we like it or not. Yeah. It's like he's trying to have like the Arnold "I'll be back" catchphrase in all of his movies. He says right? "my." Oh, that's just. He says "my" before I, I don't something. Think... <laughs> that's his catchphrase. <laughs> yeah. My car. I, I don't think that that was that was necessarily like prominent in the script. I think that's just Jason Momoa being Jason Momoa. I really hope I'm here for. I really it. hope I lo- that I love that it. does become his catchphrase. He's like, he has a horse in the next movie. My horse. Yeah. My <laughs> horse. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he's in Fast and the Furious. My car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want. I want a, him to get. Yeah. I want him to get hit in the in the balls with like a, <laughs> a, like a, a football. It's like my balls, uh, my my, my nuts. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Cut it, print it. We're done here. <laughs> Segway. What what fast food restaurant do you think Paul Atreides goes to? It's mm. the main character, but I really think I want to know where Paul Atreides goes. Does it have to be? Does it have to be like fast food, or can it be just any kind of chain? Because if I forgot to pick, he goes to Whole Foods. We all know this. He oh, goes to Whole. You Foods. think he grocery shops? You yeah, think Paul right. he, grocery no, he shops? he drinks. He drinks freshly pressed kale juice there. Mm. That's fine. So he goes to like freshy. Yeah, freshy. Oh, okay, okay, freshy. Done. See, I think he goes to <laughs> Ruth's Steakhouse. <laughs> What? It's Ruth's Chris. <laughs> Sorry, Steakhouse. Ruth's, Ruth's Ruth Chris. Chris Steakhouse. Rolls off the tongue. The, the worst <laughs> name ever. I don't know. That's like at some fancy restaurant, I guess. That's the fanciest I can think of. He goes to uh, the Taco Bell, but the Taco Bell from Demolition Man that won the chain. Ah, the franchise <laughs> wars. Oh, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> because he's so pretentious. About his food eating, but he just wants to eat garbage food. Mm. That's that's where but, I'm at. But Matt, in the uh, the T- TBS version, they switched it for Pizza Hut, and they fit- changed it in post. <laughs> Has nobody seen that? Fuck, <laughs> fuck you. They're like, welcome to Pizza Hut, and then <laughs> signs are all changed from Taco Bell to Pizza Hut. I hate uh, that. It's gold. I haven't seen it, oh. and I hate it too. Oh, check it out. Um, I think he's. I think Paul goes to uh, to Chipotle on Arrakis. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you think he he argues about getting a discount because they keep poisoning people on Arrakis? Maybe, <laughs> or maybe they just don't add enough meat when he's asked when he pays for extra extra well, you know beef, extra guac, two dollars. He's too. like, I want the extra guac. It's like, do you know who I am? <laughs> yeah, I am the son of Duke Atreides. I don't have a ring. How dare you? But if I did, you would kiss it. And he's like, I don't. How dare you make me pay two dollars for your guac? I don't give you the Baron himself. Yeah. It's two dollars for guac. My manager says that everyone has to <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What does what does he order there, Chris? It's not a burrito. For oh, he sure. gets a bowl. He gets like one of those like. He gets a he gets a lettuce bowl. Mm-hmm. With, he gets a cauliflower okay. cauliflower rice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. With. Uh, with salmon, with salmon flakes. Yep. Okay. He's got to keep that. And uh, he's got to keep that that, keep that that bone figure he's got going. That's right. And uh, uh, and and and, and, and dressing. 
enoki mushroom dressing. Do they do that? He gets in it. A in Iraq, in Iraq, they, they do. Oh, okay. <laughs> when, you're the, when you're the Duke's son, you, you get, get it. You yeah. yeah. When you can go Except to any, the clock. When you can go anywhere in the universe, thanks to the spice melange. Mm. Um, you know, the ingredient, uh, the ingredient array increases. Oh, how do we not say that Fair he enough. gets it with spice? Hey, well, well, spice, spice it. I'll take a spicy bowl. <laughs> yeah. That joke was just hanging. They call it the blue eyes bowl. It was. Boo. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really proud of us for all getting there. <laughs> Spencer. <heard me. laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I did. And Paul washes it down. Paul Atreides also washes it down with a, a hefty pint of Hadouken Guinness. Oh yeah, our drink. Great callbacks, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Segway. I think this question is going to be very interesting. Um, what? So I don't know if you guys are aware of this, setup? but the studio is is dead set on making a sequel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you, What do you think the sequel is about? Um. <laughs> what? Do- okay. Dunes? So, <laughs> <laughs> is that uh, Is that what I want it to be about, or what I think it's going to be? About? Well. <laughs> It's got to be it's got to be a direct sequel from this movie. Um, some of us have a lot more knowledge than others about what happens. Mm-hmm. So I, I have no knowledge. Play it how you want. If you have no knowledge, then yeah, you can, you come can up try to. If you have knowledge, then you know I might just skip Don't. this one out. We'll see where you guys take it. Okay, okay, hold on. Ready? Mm. I got. I'm go, I'm going. I'm just going to go off the cuff here. I have nothing planned. Go do Keep it going. off the dome. So. The movie ends with him going to join the Fremen. The Fremen are at first kind of like, you know, whatever to him. They're like, yo, this guy's kind of sketch. He keeps he keeps this, getting high on all their spice. Just, you're explaining the movie we watched, right? Yeah. That that happened. No, no. This is what happens. The they, okay. they get annoyed because they, they get sketched with him because he's high all the time on spice. But that happened in the first movie except for the high yeah, spice. Yeah, well, this thing. is where it starts. Okay. It's high on spice all the time. It picks up in the same scene. Yeah. But okay. he's like snorting lines of spice left and right. <laughs> <laughs> and like, this guy's a mess. Um, and then uh, Zendaya is, you know, into him, and they develop a connection. Chani. Chani? Is that Chani. her name? Chani. Did they say that yeah. in the movie? Nope. They yeah. do. At, at the did, last, did like, ten minutes of the movie, but yes. Who the do. fuck knows what happens? <laughs> Chani loves See? Chachi. Um, <laughs> and... <laughs> It's Muad'Dib, <laughs> sir, not Chachi. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, obviously he's going to, like, slowly gain their trust, start to teach him the ways, and then he's going to want to... Eventually he's going to teach him how to be badasses, and he's going to retake the base on Arrakis from the Harkonnen. And then... Very good. Um, th- that well fat done. guy is going to be alive, but kind of mangled. <laughs> And I know Sexy Sting is in there somewhere. I don't because he wasn't in this movie, from what I can tell. So he wasn't. So the the Harkonnen are going to have the sexy young Sting, played by Post Malone. Sting, obviously. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I can actually see. And um, oh. he's going to be like the the new the new villain of the movie, and he's going to be trying to take <laughs> his job. Is going to the fat guy is going to be like you take back Arrakis. And the throne of the Harkonnen are yours. And Post Malone is like, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Posty. Posty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, so he's going to be like, t- try to take it over. He's going to battle Atreides. Atreides is going to win, kill him, cut his head off. Um, they're going to learn how to use, hopefully they'll show folding space and they'll mount an attack on the Harkonnen homeworld where he goes and finds out that the uh, emperor was there an em- there was an what's his name the emperor there's an emperor yes the emperor yeah. was, yeah. was behind yeah. it all and that he was uh, you know set up their family to die in which case he's going to want to take this battle to the emperor but he'll need to get more followers so he makes a deal with the sardicars yep to join him the sardicars will join him in battle to fight against the emperor he'll go there Take over the emperor, kill him, and become space Jesus. You know what? I really like the sequel because it's as long and rambling as the first movie. <laughs> yeah. So it matches up well. And I just like he went off the dome. Yeah, I like the idea yeah. also of just him railing lines of spice throughout the entire movie. Like they come in, they're like, "What do we do next?" And he's like, "I got it! I got it! I got it, guys! I got it! We're gonna go to Sardokins, Sardokars, whatever, and we're gonna fucking take over, and we're gonna go to the Emperor, and we're gonna fucking wipe him out." And they're just like, oh, "Okay, okay." I'm sorry that the Sardokins is that a cross <laughs> yeah. between the Sardokar what, and yeah, whatever, man, is, whatever. Is the, the Sardokars with the? They, they made it. The Harkonnens and the Sardaukar. Yeah. Does 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 he figure that out during one of his spice <laughs> fever <laughs> dreams? They got to hook up. His, yeah, his spice infused fueled uh, dreams. Okay. I I I actually would like to see him do that and then go through a period of like not being able to get some spice yeah. and go back to Arrakis and he just starts trying to snort it off the sand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like just he's that that desperate. Yeah, and then he becomes just, just like a drug dealer on cr- on Arrakis. Just like crawling on the floor, snorting like spice and, and sand all and the time. And he's like, I swear... I, I, I'm here for And that. he's like, I swear to God, that worm just laughed at me. I swear to God. <laughs> that worm was laughing. <laughs> Cut scene. Fin. It ends. Yeah? Yeah? I like it. Print it. Surprisingly accurate. Yeah, I think I, think I got it, guys. I think I got it. Yeah. Uh, what about... Do you know... Does anyone else not know what happens? I don't know what happens at all. So what do you think? You could take what, what's going to happen, Luciano? I think I think they're going to stick in Arrakis because the, the, if there's one thing that I kind of know about the world like the the build the world building of Dune is that they really only care about spice. Like that's the thing. The the others like they have so much money and they have so many planets and that kind of stuff and the only, but the only thing that really matters is the spice because they're all like super petty basically. Yeah, it's like the the emperor himself, right? Is like, oh yeah, everybody likes a trade is now. Let's fuck him up, right? That that was the, basically the plot of that movie. So I think mm-hmm. I think Paul Atreides comes back with the Freeman. Fremen. Fremen. Oh. Fremen. Yeah. See, I have trouble. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's the easiest. The, one, the easiest of terms. The one name I get right. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the easy one. The easy one too. Uh, Fremen. Yeah, and he comes back with them, and like. I don't know. I don't think he's gonna kill the Baron. I think he kills most, almost everybody from from the Harkonnen. But the Baron runs away like the little bitch that he, he is. He floats away. Uh, see, yeah, he, see yeah. ya, <laughs> see ya. <laughs> yeah, he just floats away. 
I'll get you next time. <laughs> next <Yeah>. time. <laughs> that's yeah. that's exactly what I'm yeah. picturing. Actually, it's like I you have not heard the last of me. It just <laughs> floats away. Yeah. It's like that sound effect as he's yeah. floating away. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then I think I think the the movie ends with I don't know maybe them going like a pull a trade is putting together. Uh, like trying to get political power and like Balic power to go after the the emperor, which I would assume is the second mo- book or whatever. That's like that's what I think will happen. Like he's gonna spend the next the re- the next movie just building himself up, and then there's gonna be a big finale battle. And, and that's I feel it. like this should be like a, like as I'm describing, I'm like this should be a trilogy. Like I feel like so much has to happen in the ne- like this whole mm. first movie feels like the first act. Of something, mm-hmm. and just having the second act be the final act is like doesn't make sense. It's like a two act. It's gonna be three act structure. Sorry. Watch we find. Out, watch watch us find out that that it turned that the plan was always to go for three, but Warner Brothers was holding the purse strings, and they were like, eh. yeah. I mean, I don't. I mean, they could obviously drag it into three movies. But then it'll get into the Hobbit territory of taking a book that had like a hundred pages. But this book is like massive, three, no? Three movies. Well, I was looking it up actually. It has uh, one hundred eighty-eight thousand words, and one one of the Lord of the Rings books, like the first, uh, the Fellowship, has about one hundred fifty-seven thousand. So it's not much bigger than than the the first Lord of the Rings book. Yeah, but um, the, again, Lord of the Rings cut whole bits entire. But also, yeah. Lord of the Rings yeah. is like um, story-wise is deep, but there's also like tons of description to make that book long yeah like like yeah. chapters Tolkien of grass like five yeah no, <laughs> exactly yes. like and the furs and the birches yeah and the ashes and, uh, like it's just that goes on and yeah, on and I'm on like yeah. that uh, it's almost like he had like an essay that he had to fill like a, a word count of <laughs> I'm like we get it the grass is green it's short and long at some places like okay <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah i think that it's it's a long book, but based on the pacing, it would be really weird to pull the next half. Of the, it's not exactly half of the book, but the rest of the book is left over. You could drag it out to three movies, but it would just be weird. But you know what I'm saying, though? Where? Like the this feels like a first like, you know, it's, it's almost like every hero journey. It's like the, the first act is him like losing his family and discovering he has like a power you know and then it ends with him i mean it begins like star wars lord i mean star wars uh, harry potter like all these it's like his family dies sure he gets his powers and it's like all this horrible shit happens and then it's like and your journey begins and that's like where i feel like this is leaving off on you know mm. it's like everything introduced everybody killed people to create like an emotional connection and with his journey and now his journey is like starting mm. And the la- I think she says yeah. in the movie, it, yeah. it's, ju- it's just beginning or something. Yeah. Right? Well, that's not true. Um, so <laughs> That's like Zendaya's yeah, last line. Uh, it's her like, last line in the movie. So so in the books, uh, Jenny is like, whatever, forget about her. Tell me um, about your home world or your something. Yeah. Tell me about sand. Um, so <laughs> no, the thing I was going to say course, is... Irritated. If, if, gets everywhere. <laughs> yeah. It gets everywhere, yeah. <laughs> so... In in if in your hero's journey, um, if I think about Star Wars, one of the very classic hero's journey of Luke Skywalker, 
the the first movie is him discovering he has powers, but it's just like, hey, you can use the force, and also everybody's dead. Cool, and you're fucked. And then, but you you saved the day a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And the second story is like that's where you actually get to the your fucked part, and yeah. mm-hmm. but you develop your powers. Mm-hmm. And then and then the third part of it is you're now taking taking it to the man, and you're gonna save the day, and. I will tell you that if the next movie is just about Paul gaining his powers, <laughs> good night, sweet princess. <laughs> or it's going to be did like, not a, like this movie. Like a one hour movie. <laughs> you could try it to two hours, but it's just, it's Boring. not going to go anywhere. If you threw some action yeah. scenes in there. Now I feel like a WB executive. Throw some action scenes in there. <laughs> <clears throat> there are a couple action scenes. I can think of one big piece, set piece that would be really cool to see, but it's not worthy of of the final set piece of of the movie. Now, if they start doing flashbacks or flash forwards and Paul's pounding the spice real hard, then yeah, maybe, maybe. You can fill it out. I thought I thought that was gonna go in a different direction when you said pounding. Oh my, you like, sick. Oh, where is he going with this? <laughs> like, imagine the second movie, okay? takes off right where this takes off he is mm. with the fremen he's learning their ways for like a big a part of it but then the mm-hmm. had ha, fucking harkonnens ha. i was going i was so close to saying it uh, uh, <laughs> are like invading and they have to like they have to like defend their their land and he's like learning mm-hmm. about his powers and he can't get it and then like by the end of the movie there's like a big battle and he like learns to use his powers and rides a sandworm and like they've like, that's word? part of the thing that's part Anything of their culture that's part of their culture right that's like part desert power and so the big climax is mm. him finally like embracing it getting his desert power and he, he, he ends the movie like really powerful and he fights it off and then it's like we can now rage our final assault and that's ends and then the third movie is them like years later he's like super badass like Luke and he's like going into the space to wage war I know this is. I don't know anything about the Dune book, but he's go. He's go. He goes into space, riding the worm into space. <laughs> yes, with the the worm has a giant like 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 a fucking sphere or whatever like helmet over its head. Yeah, and he he calls her Toothy. That, that's her name. I'm gonna say this, and and Chris, you watched the '84 movie, so you understand where this is gonna go. There is some trippy shit you cannot fathom is going to happen. Oh, good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, well. At, like, at at all. Like, it's just... I, I don't remember if they That's hinted good. at it in the movie or not. They may have. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, Chris, if you know what I'm talking about. Oh, it's it's. They, I'm, I'm just going to add, add a person to the group. I'm just going to guess based on how trivia... Is it going to be like... The whole death of his whole family was just the test of his hand in the box, and that was the pain in the box. Whoa! Do you oh, want me to shit. tell you? Whoa! That's that's some Twilight you? shit going on there. Twilight. Twilight Zone. Uh, shit. Twilight does that in the last. Okay, movie. good. Thank oh. you for for. <laughs> I no, he I meant Twilight. Oh, that's true. Twilight does do that. Yeah. Yeah. Twilight does that in the last movie. Yeah, that whole battle scene is like just kidding. <laughs> okay, I, t- I take yeah, it back exactly. then. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. It's like a potential. No, it's just uh, okay. cowardly. Am I right? Am I uh, yeah. Do you want to know if you're right? If I'm right, I want to know. If, if he's right or not, yes. But, but well, if you're then, wrong, you don't want to know? 
No, whoa, whoa. this I mean, no, podcast right or wrong, is your wrong. Right or wrong, I want to know. If he's right, if he's right, okay. then yeah. tell us because I'm not going to watch the movie then. <laughs> well, much like the title of this podcast, you're wrong. Oh, good. Mm. There you go. But that would that would yeah. be kind of cool, though. Well, it does get pretty trippy. Like, the 84 version is pretty trippy on its own. On its own. Just the uh, 84-ness of it. The 84-ness <laughs> was palpable. Yeah. Um, I feel like I have to watch it now. You know, maybe. You kind of do. You kind of do, but, like, if you can stick it out and forget about it for... Two, three years. By this, you know what? By the time you watch the '84 version, you'll forget about it all, and then it'll come through, and then we wait a minute. Does this? Oh wait, I think I can see where this is gonna go because I saw the '84 version, and then you'll be like, Yeah, but but thanks, Timothy Chalamet. If you watch the '84 version now, you're gonna hear sandworms laughing. Yeah, mm, Do you want that for yourself? Maybe you won't. The sandworms are more aggressive. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the second movie after watching the '84 version years before. I'm gonna be like. Is, Here, is there a topless Post me, Malone in this? Is, or did I, or did I dream that? Spencer, if if let me, uh, so if you don't want to watch the '84, no, movie, I want to. Me, I just want to spoil me, it. Right, so you don't want to spoil it. So, in lieu of watching that now, let me give you a couple movies you can watch, and you can sort of build the the stories of those movies together to approximate the the experience of watching. Um, the 1984 version of Dune. Oh, this I'm huge. listening. First, first, I'm going to start off with Star Trek, uh, the motion picture. Never heard of it. The first Star Trek movie, um, because it's 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 got that hard sci-fi that you're just like, what the fuck is going on? Um, next, Tremors, because you need worms. Yeah, in hey. got it. So that's 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 100 percent there. Okay. And then third, if I was to to sort of bring it all together, so we have this, the sci-fi trippiness, we have the sandworms. Um, I'm gonna say it. We need to get into the drugs. Oh, I was gonna say 2001 Space Magnolia. Odyssey. <laughs> 2001. Magnolia. Watch Magnolia for the trippiness. Magnolia. <laughs> the Magnolia or Vanilla Sky. Give, well, I, I gotta go, but you gotta get back to more like the 80s to, to give the. Okay. Okay. Like a new movie is not gonna have that 80s. Requiem for a Dream. What's that disease movie with David Bowie. That Labyrinth? 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 Is it 90s? Fucking love Labyrinth. No, no, it's the 80s. Yeah. Um, well, that gives you the sting value. So, yeah, get get the Labyrinth in there to get that sting, <laughs> right. the sting value of the 84 movie. Sting that's was in Labyrinth? Actually. I thought that was Bowie. No, no that's Bowie. But it's, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to build the experience of the Dune okay, 84 cool, cool, movie cool, cool, through cool. other movies. So, toss in some Labyrinth. Yeah. Just going to say, you're um, making me really want to watch this movie with this, with this analogy. <laughs> watch... Don't do it. Watch the, the, the Star Trek Generations episode with There Are Four Lights. Oh, my God. Because um, that gives you how Picard is in, in the Dune movie. Mm-hmm. There are um, four lights. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and then if I was going to get to the drug stuff, maybe just pick up an episode of Miami Vice. Whichever one I you thought want. It, I thought you were going to go with Transporting. Transporting? Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Or fucking... Basketball Diaries with Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm, that's a downer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yes. You don't need well, that kind of It's not downer. like train spotting isn't a downer. It's true. <laughs> well, that's fair. Mm. I'm trying. Uh, uh, let me just. I think uh, with, I'll, I'll see if I can. Drugs are bad. Chris. Oh, that's Scarface. There. All right, we got it. We got I it. I mean, we got it. We got there. Sure. 
So what you're saying is put all six (laughs) of those movies on at the same time on one screen. (laughs) Watch them all at the same time. Got it. No, multiple screens. Like just just get like six screens in your house. All right. Surround surround yourself in a circle. Full sound, full blast. (laughs) You don't even need to break the bank. Just open multiple window uh, windows on your on your on your your monitor. I like Matt's idea. I'm gonna. You don't have to get. I'm gonna get a sphere. Got money for that? Not even sure. I'm gonna get a sphere of televisions just all around me. And watch all and, of them and, at once. And I want I want it to be a motorized seat in the middle that slowly turns you around <laughs> and, for two and, hours. And this it is, speeds up this, as you're watching. I was <laughs> gonna say this is this is veering into Clockwork Orange territory. You know what? Throw that movie in there too. <laughs> <laughs> just for a little spice, yeah, little little just, spice. Yeah, there's there's the spice. It's Clockwork Orange every like. 20 minutes. I'm just going to be like, the worms are laughing. <laughs> <laughs> They're laughing at me. <laughs> and only they know the joke. Well, I got my weekend plans. All right. Good stuff. <laughs> so we're coming to a close here. I have a, I have a question that I've stolen from another podcast I listened to. And, and uh, yeah. You oh, know plagiarism. Nice. It's plagiarism. Yeah. I... It's Some a great question. I really enjoy, and and I think it's really it's really a good question for the the Dune, this version of Dune. Who won the movie? The worms. <laughs> they're they're no. the only ones laughing. They didn't even get to. They didn't even get. To. <laughs> See. Okay. Fair enough. I'm. I stand corrected. They were laughing. They won. Who won? They laughed. <laughs> they had a great snack. You know. Yeah. I mean. If I, Gummy if I were to say like an honest answer, even though they're not seen, I would say the Emperor one. I mean, he gets everything he wants. Mm. Although I guess he starts up like a rebellion, so maybe not. Hmm. Well, no, but this movie he won. You're right. Yeah. Feels like a tie between Baron Hadouken and uh, and Paul Atreides. <laughs> well, Baron gets fucking gassed and nearly dies. True. Also. He, he like when they find him and he's like a cat upside down in the ceiling. <laughs> I, I it's so funny. That's like it's just so out of sync with everything else in this movie. All that was missing was him going <laughs> like that. You flash a light on him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like one, one of those jump scares in like horror movies when like oh it's just a cat. <laughs> Am I alive? <laughs> oh, it's just a it's just a bear. Yeah. It's just some fat dude in the ceiling. On the ceiling. I will say, yeah. he was probably my favorite character of the movie. Every time he was on screen, it was the most invested I was. I It took me a while to realize that it was uh, Stellan Skarsgård. Oh, we are fucking names left and right today. Skarsgård, yeah. Skarsgård played the hard oaken. You would have thought that Swedish Matt would know how to pronounce a Swedish name, but I guess not. Skarsgård. I can't pronounce it correctly because he played a dirty Finn, and, and uh, as you know, ooh. the Swedes don't like the Finns. I made that up. Don't they? It. <laughs> it's I'm a fact now. I made it up. I'm it's on a podcast. It. <laughs> it's canon. Can you, are you that Swedish? Scandinavian animosity yeah. that yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. knows they're famous for. Yeah, um, I, I, I like the Baron take. Um, I'm going to throw a curveball at you. Dennis Villeneuve, mm-hmm. because he got to make this movie. No, what a, <laughs> what a cheap out answer. Actually, like it. What a cow. He gets out. to make a second. We he gets won to make the as sequel. the audience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no, <laughs> but like, 
Dennis Villeneuve has made a lot of like beautiful sci-fi movies that really haven't gone over super well. They always get well reviewed without like big box office success, I guess. No, yeah, well, that only happened once. Arrival was super successful, I think. I like that movie. The movie's fantastic, and Blade Runner was awesome, awesome too. But Blade Runner, I know, wasn't <laughs> that successful. But Arrival was successful. I'm, I think that only Blade Runner. Let did. me let me look up his IMDb here. I mean, um, it just I, I, yeah, that's fair. I I just think that he, the things he wants to do, the things he loves, haven't hasn't necessarily gone over well. But I still feel like he's like the um, hottest director he, right now. So hot. So hot right now. <laughs> uh, that Dennis Villeneuve. Dennis. So hot, so hot right Have now. Have you noticed also that that uh, like Chris has gone mo- full Montreal because he says Denis Villeneuve? Mm-hmm. No? He's moving to Montreal. He doesn't say Dennis at, at any point. That's all he says. Denis, Denis Villeneuve. I, don't know, I was just trying to be respectful. Um, I, there. That's I what you get for being respectful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually not sure if it, if he he pronounced it Denny or not though. I, I think he does. does. On top of that, the IMDb says that he one of his credits um, are supposed to be for Doom: The Sisterhood, a TV series for one episode. Oh. There's gonna be a TV series, another one. Yikes! He's, he's gonna film the pilot. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's cool. It's yeah. gonna center on the lives of the Benny Jesuit. That's cool. Huh. I think it's I, gonna suck. Well, if the, fa- the uh, yeah, I think it's gonna no, suck. Well, the too. fact that he's attached to it <laughs> makes me think it could be good. I I don't know how much content there. I I have read the first Doom book. I haven't gone farther than that. I don't know if Frank Herbert or his son, who wrote a lot of the the sequel books, um, spent a lot of time diving into the Benny Jesuit. I'm a little concerned. Like in my brain, and this is not fair at all to anybody but in my brain when we say they're going to be it's centering on the Benny Gesserit I just go to um fuck the TV show based on the Margaret Atwood book Handmaiden's Tale oh, I thought you were going to say Charmed Handmaiden's Tale yeah, yeah. I just I, feel I like it's going to be the fucking charmed. Handmaiden's Tale <laughs> Charmed fuck off <laughs> I actually think it's just Handmaid's not Maiden Handmaid's Tale right I just think it's going to be the Handmaid's Tale and, and the reason why I say that is the TV show uh, I've seen I've seen bits and pieces because Laura watches it, and so the 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 show is based on one season was based on the book, and then they have like three or four more seasons that it, they've just yeah. made up, and it's just of gone course. off the f- it just fucking looks off the rails and insane. Yeah, I watched um, the first season, and I and fear, that is all. yeah, and I fear that the Benny Gesserit lives might be like that more more about the inner politics and less about like the murder, but like. Just from this this movie alone, the first season would be off the rails already. So, like, I don't know, like, if any potential second season would be just completely insane. Also, like, there's it's a cool concept for like, oh, there are spy witches or whatever. But I I don't think that they would play that well. I think they would try to focus on the like the weirdness of it all and and like bank on that rather than trying to bank it on like their powers or the politics stuff well they would just try to shoehorn it in and try to make it just mysterious for mis- for mystery's sake instead of i don't know that's the feeling i got from the Bene Gesserit from the movie they, I, they, I felt like they were mistreated in this movie i'm just like hoping it's not like try to make them into like super agents like alias or something 
Like where it's like, we have a mission. We have to take out this guy. And then it's like, you go, girl. So what we're saying is this is going to be a mix of The Handmaid's Tale, Charmed, and Alias. Okay. Okay. I'm in. I mean, sounds like the Alfred TV show where he used to be a secret agent. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, yes. you know when they yes. take like... Oh, God. That's it's a perfect true. analogy because it's like when they take <laughs> concepts that are like familiar and just turn it into generic TV formulas because like that's what TV, yeah. they think people want from TV. And that's like, oh, we'll take, like you said, like we'll take Alfred and we'll make a procedural cop show or, you know, it's like, that- you know, like it just doesn't work for certain things obviously and I think this is one of it like the fact that he's connected to it means that I, I hope they're going to respect the lore and make it really mm. like there's an, a lot of lore there so it's like it be, could be cool but again I don't know the, the the source material well enough to really judge I was just going to say it's like Chris said he's a super duper fan of Dune right mm-hmm. so to, to Matt's point he it, it is pretty much a win for him to be able to make both of those movies that he wanted to make but I don't know if he's not going to go too, like, weirdly deep into the lore and fuck it up on the series. If they were to make a TV show, I prefer they just called it Atreides. And it's like a, like a 200 years ago before this movie. And it's like the rise of House Atreides. And they show, like, dealings with the Emperor and, like, the, the way they fold space. And it's all, like, basically it's, like, built, like, building the world. So when you watch the oh, movie... Oh, you wanted... You're like, oh, cool! It's like this whole world is built. I was up. gonna say, you're basically saying this this series should have all the things you wanted the movie to have. Exactly, like fill the gaps. <laughs> and then when you watch the movie, you're like, oh, right. cool! I, I know who the fucking uh, navigators are. I know what the spice is for and how important it is. And I know the bold, the, the Trades symbolism and all. You know how Atreides got to power and all this. Yeah. I watched Battlestar Galactica and then I tried to watch uh, Caprica, Caprica and it was fucking yeah. stupid. So that was exactly so the, the, the vibe I got from, from the description you were giving. I was like, oh, Sorry, so Caprica. That, so it's that but suck. made well because Caprica was fucking garbage. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love anything that's made well. How about you, Chris? Yeah, I do like things that are made well. I was going to say, watch this TV <laughs> show take. be his... Watch this TV show be uh, his... <laughs> His 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 backdoor way of, of getting the narrative that he actually wanted for Dune uh, without the the prying hands and uh, uh, um, uh, malevolence of dirty little pig fingers the meddling dicks yes and what, what was that what was that Luciano <laughs> the meddling mm-hmm. dicks thank you of Warner Brothers yes <laughs> so he's like okay well I know that was you know I, I I got to do I got to make Dune one and two but like I've got more to say. And I'm glad that... And, and if Sister Her is being developed by someone else, he's being like, you know what? Um, I would like to play with y'all over in that sandbox because there's more There's more work to be done. So watch it Watch it turn out to I be wonder, better. I wouldn't be surprised if it's better than... I wonder than how, much, how much influence WB had in this one. Does it... I don't know. I feel like... It feels like he's super proud of how... Yeah, I feel like he from, was like, I'm doing this, but it, if I get control... Because I think he has enough, like... Clout. clout to do that like Chris Nolan can do that I think that's fair hmm. yeah I mean he's coming off of a rival Sicario say what you want about yeah. Blade Runner but well made you know they let him make it yeah it was well they made. were all they were all pretty successful one way or yeah. another yeah yeah you know yeah, maybe we're being a little too hard on it it's an interesting uh, new thing that I've noticed now it's like I've never really seen this before where a director makes a movie but then also makes like a show 
that ties to that movie. Like I know that Matt Reeves, who's making the new Batman, is also yep. making a Batman. Not a Batman. I don't know if it's a Batman TV show, but it's tied to Batman. And I'm like, it is a Batman God. TV show, but it's not. Oh, but it's bad. not going to be with Robert Pattinson, so I don't understand. No, I think it's actually animated. Animated. But I thought they were I also doing animated. another, like another. I thought they were doing the animated one and like a live action something. But I'm not. I'm not 100 sure on that. I'm looking at it up on IMDb. Uh, Cape Crusader TV series. Yeah, that's the animated one. He's an executive producer. Is that the animated yeah, one? Yeah, with him okay. and J.J. Abrams. Sounds um, no. Oh Tell me it's not J.J. Abrams. It is, but oh for no, fuck's but they sakes. got the original animators and like creators of the original animated series, and they said they were just making what they wanted to make then, which was like a more adult show, but they weren't allowed to. Yeah, but J.J. is involved. Yeah, I, now we're you gonna have Batman mystery you know, boxes. You're right. It's gonna end with like you know the problem. <laughs> the problem here is that it's listed monster. as. Uh, IMDb has it listed as reimagining of the Batman mythology, so I automatically hate it. Mm. Yikes! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why is that a thing now? Fuck! We don't have time for this. Yeah. yeah. How did I get? How do we get to Batman? I always do this. It's yeah. you. That, <laughs> that's how you. So let's wrap this up. Last thoughts on Dune 2021, the movie made by. A studio with, and I quote directly from this podcast, um, "Dirty pig fingers mm-hmm. and meddling dicks." Is that is that yeah. accurate? So, sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, are uh, are they dicks themselves who meddle, or do they have literal meddling dicks? No, they're they're dicks. They're dicks meddle into. Oh, they're dicks. They use their dicks to. Oh, meddle. so it's yeah. like literally a meddling dick. Yes. Yeah, they use their old picky fingers to meddle with their dick. <laughs> like they're. I, oh, I did a hand like jubber. A, <laughs> <a> hand jubber. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the actual. You know, that's that's when, when you think of the anatomy of of, of it, one, one must take into consideration yeah, no, that, that's the jibber the, uh, with that's the hands. The, uh, mm-hmm. It's the corporate strategy from Warner Brothers. We just yeah. the dirty mm-hmm. pig fingers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jibbering. Hand jibbering the meddling dicks. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good job, and everybody. La- last thoughts about <laughs> Doom. <laughs> Uh, I thought it was pretty. I wish it was a series, and I wish Denis Villeneuve had spent more times on more time on the interesting stuff than on the long drawn out stuff. But I'm looking forward to the next movie. Yeah, well, everything you, that you just said. Yeah, you. I was gonna say, well said. <laughs> I would say, yeah, like to repeat what Luciano said earlier. Maybe this movie will, <laughs> will, will great. Well, well, maybe this movie will work better in hindsight when watched with the second movie, because it really does feel like the first half of a movie. So, it's good. It's a good movie. I do recommend people watch it, but just know that you're getting half a story, half half of a cool, interesting story with beautiful cinematography, effects, and acting. With yeah, maybe more. Exposition would be nice. Yep. Agreed. Three and a half stars. Uncommon. Out of what? 30. Yeah. <laughs> Chris? It's a longer, it's a longer <laughs> scale. It's I, <laughs> yeah. I, I think I'll wait for the, the, the box set on VHS. 
and uh, mm. I stick with my my rating on VHS. On VHS, you're gonna go back in time. On you're VHS. gonna go back in time to yeah. ready, Chris. Uh, really, see? I'm gonna put you to a question. Do you have to recommend one? 80s or this one? Which one do you say watch? Ooh. Oh, you have to go. Uh, Three, two, uh, one, uh, go. 84. Oh 84. My it was. It was. Wow. It was complete. And you oh, see, that's, true. that's what look. That's and what you the, get. And it's the story finishes. It's, it's a story. Yes. It's a complete story. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. Complete, like it. It's it commits to itself and it does what it did. It, and it, it, I just want to call it, attention it, to the fact that. <laughs> I just want to call attention to the fact that Chris's brain has been so corrupted by this movie <laughs> that he actually said the box had in VHS. Yeah, well, that's no, what, that was that's, deliberate. Yeah, I know it was. <laughs> That's yeah. the problem. Not saying your your brain is corrupted subconsciously. It's nah, wow. Consciously, I, sub- I, we don't have the spice time. Things up, y'all. Like, oh, we don't have the time to hey. dig into what's happening to Luciano or Chris at this point. There you go. It's, it's Who, too whoever much. knows. Yeah, I here. I'm gonna say this. I I want. I know Denny Villeneuve might not ever do this, but I want to give him a Star Trek or Star Wars. Movie. Oh my God, hmm. Star Trek for sure. Star Wars is like good, just, but like he's a cerebral director. He would be really good for Star yeah. Trek. I just think he would make a Star Trek movie that captures the beauty and of of like the next generation or original cast, like the storyline, and get a little away from the it's Star Wars, but slightly different. Oh my that god! They've been doing it lately for the movie, so in a way that people would consume it. I'm just so now I'm like like I'm sad that I'm not going to see that because now I want it so bad. Cool. I can make up a mix of movies for you that'll make it feel yeah. like that. <laughs> yes. Oh, good. I can get another another use Starbucks. out of my TV sphere. The sleeper <laughs> has awakened yeah. in host yeah. Matt. So, so you start with The Godfather Part Oh, God. Two. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally. All right, you, if you, you make sure you, you, you ease in a little bit of, of the first half of 16 Candles. Oh. Nice. I like that. Just the first half, though. It's a nice and mystery. Grind, and, and, and splice in a little bit of green fried tomatoes. Yeah, I like because you're building, you're building the family feeling of the crew. Mm-hmm. I, I really like this. If you want to know more about this, we're gonna, you're going to have to check it out. You're going to have to ask us for it on, on the Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The Twitter. You can find us at Your Wrong Cast uh, on tri- Twitter. We at also Your Wrong have Cast. At your yeah, well, I mean, if you don't know how to put the at on Twitter, I don't know what to do for yeah. it. Yeah, if you don't know um, how to use Twitter, then don't use Twitter. Don't write at, <laughs> like don't write the word at. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck in life, not just on Twitter. Just, <laughs> yeah. Um, we also have an email address. If putting at before is complicated, well, watch out because it's your wrongcast at gmail dot com. So. Spelled a h t at. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, there's a website www.yourroncast.ca no apostrophe that is D-A-W-T dot too far yeah no too far <laughs> I mean no good luck no. with that um, maybe that's why no one contacts us anyways <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's why <laughs> for now I am Matt I'm Luciano I'm Spencer and I'm Old Spice. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do.